It's the Full Force Movie News Burst Extra, brought to you by Generals Joe's Reborn.com with me, Christopher McLeod, aka Diagnostic 80. Joining me to discuss the recent G.I. Joe Transformers crossover movie news is the general himself, Justin Generals Joe's Bell. The movie has been out long enough now, but just in case, spoiler alert, there will be spoilers ahead for the Rise of the Beasts movie and possible spoilers for the next Transformers movie, so please switch off now if you don't want to know anything about it. So since Justin and I spoke last, there have been some interesting nuggets of information that snuck out via Rise of the Beasts director Stephen Cappell Jr. and second unit director James Madigan in an interview with CBR. In a question that asked about the crossover plans for G.I. Joe and Transformers, Cappell had this to say. I love the Joes, I did have the G.I. Joe toys growing up, and on top of that the comic book that was released. I thought that was the coolest thing, so for me that alone is great, but I think, you know, they're known for their tech, I want to keep that alive. I think there's something to say about them being known for the tech now, having the exosuit that's tapped into the Autobots, I feel like we can play a bit. There are nuggets at the end of the scene, I'm not sure if people caught it, but that's technically Scourge's spaceship in the back. I think that says something about whether or not things can happen in the future. Where do we take place? So it's just stuff like that that I'm really excited about. And I'll also say there's a really cool segment of the Joes, a faction of the Joes that haven't been played with yet, which is the G.I. Joe Renegades. That's a big one for me. They're outlaws. I won't go too deep into it, but to me that was a really cool team. I think that's something interesting to play with. I think they're interesting characters. It's what I liked about Transformers in general. There's always a team aspect. Now what happens when you don't trust another team? It took a while for Noah and the Autobots to get together, but now there's a new faction. How would they clash? Would they be helping? There are so many great questions to explore. I don't know if any of this is going to be in the next movie, but I think there's a way that this is a foundation that we can play with. Wow, couple of things to unpack there, Justin. Firstly, did you realise that that was Scourge's spaceship in the warehouse end scene? I had, had no clue. No clue. Did And I'm trying to remember, I've seen the movie twice now, and I'm trying to... Did they... They showed Scourge's spaceship at, at one point earlier in the movie, did they? Apparently so, but I don't remember. Like, I genuinely I don't do not recall if they did show that or not at some point. They yeah, and I don't, wanna, I'm, I don't want to talk, you know, too much smack, but it's been kind of the problem with these Transformers films is that so many of the, the ships and the, in some cases, the, the robots themselves are so kind of like, chopped together that you can't always kind of discern one from the next oh, so God, yeah. you know um scourge of spaceship just kind of looks like this jumbled pile of metal in one scene and you see a jumbled pile of metal in another scene and you don't realize that the same jumbled pile of metal but yeah yeah that I, that was news to me when i saw that comment it's just all cybertronic space trash that's just landing randomly yeah exactly more or less <laughs> yeah no, I, yeah, I must say I had no idea it was Scourge's ship. But um, one, in fact, the biggest thing that came out of that interview was this whole like Renegades thing. Um, <laughs> do you think that would they would be a good fit for? The, do you think that storyline, I should say, would be a good fit for this particular crossover? Is that too many kind of threads to be following in a crash and so, bash and robots adventure? Here's- I mean, first of all, I'm a huge fan of G.I. Joe Renegades. Oh, I thought it was a fantastic animated series that had a lot of potential. My only concern is that is a problem that was voiced early on is that the G.I. Joe Renegade story is very similar to the G.I. Joe Retaliation story, where the Joes are kind of reduced down to a small group. They're outlaws running from the law. Um, so if if we're bringing Renegades into live action, how do we differentiate that from Retaliation, which yeah. already happened? Um 
So, I mean, if, if they can do it in a way that still kind of retains that G.I. Joe feel, I'm all for it. And, and like I said, Renegades was a fantastic um, cartoon. I think it's it, it was very underrated at the time. Thankfully, people seem to have gained a bigger appreciation for it now. But I know when it originally aired, like, G.I. Joe fans were relentless. I mean, it was like, you know, it's not, Call of, it's not animated Call of Duty. It's trash. You know, they didn't really like the simpler animation style. Um, but they didn't appreciate a whole lot about the story that was being told, which is a real shame. Mm. Um, although I don't have a lot of confidence it would continue past one series, one season, regardless, because there seemed to be some behind-the-scenes drama that I, you know, only have heard bits and pieces of that I don't know the full story. Yeah, behind. But, yeah. Um, but I, th- anytime anybody said I really like J.J. Renegades, I like to build upon that. I'm going to be happy because I think there's a lot to build upon there. And if that's what they choose to do, I think it could work. And and in some ways, it plays into a film's favor because you're not going to get a movie that has you know 120 G.I. Joe characters in it. You're gonna, they're going to have to synthesize that down to a smaller group, and they've done that in a couple of cases um, to you know moderate success, not to great success. Um, so they're going to have to figure out a way to do that. You know whether um, hopefully not like retaliation where they just kill everybody off except <laughs> for a small group. Um, but I mean See, Renegades, I think they did a lot better job at that sort of thing. I think. When they say this sort of thing, I, it kind of makes me think, oh, I wonder if they're thinking like the, a small element of Joes are kind of focused on, like we see a small element of the Autobots and a couple of human characters. Yeah. I wonder if a couple of Joes just end up joining them and for whatever reason end up having to defect, not defect, but be like on the run, outlaws, yeah, you know, like possibly. that kind of thing. I, I think that's where it would probably work and not so much like the... You know, like we're off, we're often taking it at face value and be like, let's take the Renegade story, and that yeah. is what exactly what's what it's going to be. But we spoke about this, didn't we, the other day about the fact that all these screenplays that get written and then get repurposed yeah. and moved around and thrown about a bit. And we were chatting about Lioness, which is one hell of a show on the Paramount Plus at the moment. Yes, um, yep. and we were there was a, there was an interesting little rumor going around that it was utilizing like the the cancelled Lady J structure but again i think that's more rumor than that has any substance to it but you know again that kind of like i suppose talks to this particular thing of sharing stories and and changing them a lot yeah for sure um and yeah i mean i think as as we kind of spoke about um when talking about lioness it's it's it does seem um interesting that you know they were talking about a lady j streaming service kind of you know it's a military show with an undercover female lead that they were talking about a few years ago and here we are a military show with an undercover female lead that's hitting streaming and doing um and and the story it's telling is really great it's captivating i'm I'm loving it they're doing a great job with it um it could be coincidence and you know it could be as you say you know somebody spends you know three months of their life writing a screenplay it doesn't get bought what do they do with it? Well, they, if there's any other projects, you know, they could use it for, they probably massage it a little bit and try it out with something else. So that's not unheard of. So it's certainly possible that screenplays that were being used for a certain production were then retooled to fit a different production. um, Just so that work didn't go to waste. I know as a writer myself, you often spend a lot of time writing a project that you, you you just don't know what 
whether it's going to make any money or it's going to sell or anything. And then, and if it doesn't, then you have to figure out how do I take that three months of my life that I just spent and turn it into something? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, that's always a challenge. So, I mean, it, it's possible. Um, but yeah, and it's, you know, I think we talked about this with Rise of Cobra too, how the, the accelerator suits were just kind of a repurposed Steven Summers. Yeah failed movie pitch idea that they just kind of brought into Rise of Cobra, so have to it, do it happens again. all over the place. I have to do it again. Delta 6 accelerator suits. <laughs> sorry, I have to... What does it accelerate? Yo. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry, <laughs> I, ha- I, had to do- I have to do that every single time. Um, it's almost as bad as the Zorana. I didn't know yeah. it was you every <laughs> single time. What I'm getting at is the fact that, you know, with Renegades, I don't think it would be something that we see that we know definitely as Renegades. I just think they'd sure. probably take an aspect of them being on the run or something for a little while. And it probably wouldn't even translate very directly into the film. Like, it would just, because they're on the run. Right. They're on the run for many things uh, all the time with Transformers yeah. movies. Usually Decepticons they're on the run from. Um, True. And, I, I, and I think, I mean, to me, you know, all, all I really want out of, and I don't think we're going to get it with this next movie because um, it is going to be a crossover movie. Yeah. But all I want really is for somebody to, to create a G.I. Joe film from whole cloth as a G.I. Joe film. It just, it seems like so far we've gotten a lot of sort of recycled ideas that were sort of morphed into a G.I. Joe film yeah. rather than just a, you know, start from ground zero. How do we make a great G.I. Joe film and just focus on that? Um, I, I don't think we're going to get that in this case. But, um, you know, I, I just hope that somewhere along the way we can get something like that at some point. I get the time constraints they have sometimes. So I understand why they might go, right, we need to repurpose something. Like, I get that. It just seems very much that G.I. Joe gets that. As a, as a, it's like the repurpose things, let's just throw it into that and see if it works. Mm-hmm. You know, I think you're right. I think like writers have to really sit down and actually see what, what actually is going to work for this particular property. Um, yeah. Yeah. In terms of the next Transformers movie, it's effectively just going to be a featurette of G.I. Joe uh, that are going right. to be like kind of uh, snuck in there. But I, again, I'm quite happy that it's that and it's not the full on crossover with both logos on the poster. It looks yeah. like it's going to be a Transformers movie and G.I. Joe are going to be, you know, uh, they're going to be there, which I prefer, and I feel like that's more of a slow burn, something they haven't mm-hmm. really grasped for G.I. Joe yet. It's, it's right. been, let's go straight into, well, like with a lot of the things, like let's go straight into a combined universe, but it just doesn't seem to, you know, catch, does it, or work? No, no, it really doesn't. It's And, and I think that speaks to not really understanding G.I. Joe, what it is and what it could be. I do like the director's comments about the tech and stuff like that. Cause yeah. I think that plays a role in it. Um, that is, that's a bigger part of it. Um, and granted, they did introduce a lot of tech in Rise of Cobra. They kind of um, built a lot of that around tech. A little tech. too much. Um, a little too much, probably, yeah. <laughs> underwater um, bases and uh, all sorts of crazy stuff. And, and not just yeah. underwater, but somehow you've got to heat that thing in the coldest part of the globe. <laughs> Good luck. Well, I mean, it was it was almost like Sumbo come to life. I mean, it was it was ludicrous because a lot of the Sumbo stuff was ludicrous too. Yeah. But it's like it's um, like this is the thing, right? There's a balance, isn't there? You either yeah. well, there's a balance, or there, there's what I think you have to do. You have to either grasp the Sumbo ridiculousness and go full force in that direction, or yep. you go in a more gritty darker kind of you know more adult something that makes a bit more practical sense but you go in one of those directions rather than trying to balance 
these yeah. things because then you get things like you know the the giant kind of mystical snakes in snake oh, eyes yeah. or you get like just didn't work. you know the kind of magic things that are happening and you're like is this the real world or what are we in i don't really yeah. know what we're in or you get rise of cobra which is very kind of camp but doesn't go camp enough it tries right. it kind of tr- almost like doesn't it takes itself too seriously while it's being exactly. ridiculous and it just to yep. me it just comes across corny so you have to kind of either go full sunbow or go in a different, you know, in a more kind of like other in another direction. I don't think this down the middle thing really works for for Joe. No, it doesn't. And I would actually add on to that. Um, I think another victim of that was uh, G.I. Joe Resolute. And a lot of people would say, what are you kidding me? G.I. Joe Resolute was like super gritty and dark. And it was, but it was it was written as a continuation of Sunbow. I mean, I think that that's what I seem to remember from hearing Warren Ellis talk about it is that that's how he went about it was how do we take that Sunbow cartoon and make it more realistic. And because they kind of, you know, Cobra Commander giving some ridiculous speeches, you know, Snake Eyes is weird, like seven steps of death or whatever, Rashikagi strike. Um, but then meanwhile, people are getting hacked down with swords and shot with machine guns. And uh, it just, it felt very disjointed in a similar way where they're trying to cover kind of both bases and they mm. don't end up doing either of them especially well. Oh, I really like Resolute though. How dare you? Oh, um, I, I, I'm hey, kidding. I, I'm kidding. I'm not, uh, you know, Resolute. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Resolute as. Um, it came at a weird time, I remember. It came like, at a very weird time. It, it came. Five um, minute YouTube clips for like yes. a win thing wasn't it wasn't it as which well which did which did not do it any favors no. because the story when you strung them all together into a full feature it, it felt very kind of herky-jerky and it didn't flow i mean it was very um yeah it, it didn't really work visually it's one of the most amazing pieces of gi joe media i've ever seen in my life yeah. just look at the design elements just the animation it's absolutely spectacular but when you start looking at the story it just completely falls apart i mean the, the dialogue is hokey and terrible the the personalities are you know we have roadblock cackling like a madman while he shoots cobra troopers in the back with his machine gun i mean yeah. it's just it's so overboard um in that way that it does suffer for that but um visually you know if i could turn the volume off or i could rewrite the you know the dialogue and re-script yeah. some of the personalities it'd be fantastic but um yeah it, it's just it it's not it i love the look i love the feel i love the spirit of it um, you know, one of my favorite moments as a G.I. Joe fan goes at the Joe Con in Atlanta, Georgia, I think it was. And, um, oh, the nobody, trailer. The trailer. Oh, yeah. It? Nobody yeah. in the audience even knew that this was on the horizon. It hadn't leaked. Nobody knew anything that was going on. Just sitting in this thing, the lights go out, and then you play the trailer, and the whole place just absolutely erupted. It was yeah. amazing. I still get goosebumps just uh, kind of remembering that few moment stretch of, uh, of you know, crazed G.I. Joe fandom. Because... <laughs> Because from a trailer perspective, that was everything that us, like, you know, G.I. Joe fans wanted. You know, great animation, lots of action, Snake Eyes killing people. You know, I mean, that's that's what we wanted back then. Yeah. Um, it's probably, it's what a lot of people still want now. Um, but, um, but yeah, so it's, it's you know, that it's a very, you know, positive moment for me. Um, Resolute, I don't think, quite lived up to it. But, um, yeah. but that's probably an issue for another podcast. Absolutely. Well, we'll do that next. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, as well as all of that that we just mentioned earlier, the interviews with uh, Stephen Cappell Jr. and James Madigan, uh, Lorenzo de Bonaventura has also been doing the rounds, including an interview with the Sci-Fi and Fantasy Gazette, where I've never heard of that before, but it's amazing, where he discussed a new time frame for the next movie. 
He said, We were about to start a script when the writer's strike happened, so our hope was we were going to have it for 2025, but I think the longer the strike goes on, the more it puts it in 2026. Surprised at all there, Justin, or not really? No. No, I mean, it, it certainly seems to be pretty early to be talking about a 2025 release for anything. I mean, I'm, I'm optimistic that they're already talking about that because I don't think Rise of the Beast did blew the doors off financially. I think it probably did okay. Yeah. Um, it seemed to move to streaming pretty quickly. I have, um, I have seen it described as a financial success, though. Okay. Which is weird. Good. I don't. Yeah, but you're right. I think domestically it did okay. I think internationally it might have done better. But okay. I haven't. I haven't seen the full uh, numbers. Yeah, I should. Yet. I haven't looked up at Box Office Mojo or whatever tracks those things these days to see it, exactly. It what might it did. be. I would imagine it's probably around the same as Bumblebee, maybe or may. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe a bit more. I don't know. But I do remember reading the opening weekend was less than Bumblebee, but maybe longer term it ended up doing better. Who um, knows. There's no way to know. (laughs) Yeah, but yeah, I mean, considering the strike going on with the writers and the actors now too, um, yeah, I mean, I I don't see, I don't see Hollywood moving at a lightning pace. Although I did hear something about the fact that um, the studios were going to sit down with the writers, I think, or the actors, maybe on Friday to start conversations, which is, uh, you know, which is a a good sign. you know, I think everybody's kind of hoping, you know, considering the world we live in today, I think we all need a little entertainment. And, and the fact that, you know, getting that entertainment is at risk um, due to, you know, studios pinching pennies and, and not paying their writers and actors fairly, uh, I think is kind of just one more <laughs> yeah. one more piece of poop on the poop sandwich. So I mean, <laughs> hopefully they can get this sorted out and we can... Um, you know, distract ourselves from the realities of the world that we're living in these days. Brilliant. I love poop sandwiches. Um, it says it made $429 million worldwide. No, that's actually not bad at all. It's okay, yeah. that, isn't it? Yeah, like that's, that's, I mean, you know, what you're talking about. That's more than I thought. Double for um, some of the biggest ones. Obviously, you're talking like a billion in some cases, aren't you? On uh... a bill- Yeah, there was no way I don't think Rise of Beast was ever going to make a billion dollars. No. But over $400 million, I, I don't think that's that's not a drop in the bucket. I think that might have been more than Retaliation made. Well, it I was, yeah. think that Retaliation was three-something. 300 but... and something, yeah. I don't think yeah. it was, yeah. So, okay, yeah. Well, that's great. That'll that's do. That'll do. That'll get, yeah. us, that'll get us to the next one with G.I. Joe in it, at least. Um, the other thing I will say about that kind of the time issue, like going into 2026... It does kind of push the movie into a very competitive year because you're going to have Avengers. Sorry, you're going to have Avengers: The Kang Dynasty, Taika Waititi's Star Wars movie in that time. Then, and apparently, there's a bunch of untitled Marvel movies as well in 2026. Do you see yep. that being an issue, or do you think that's just par for the course every year? It's par for the course. Yeah, Marvel is going to eat up the schedule every single year. I think every year is going to have a bunch of different Marvel releases. Now, they're not always going to have an Avengers movie release. Um, I'm on the fence about how much of a box office threat Marvel movies are going to be going forward. It does seem like the enthusiasm for that sort of thing has, has cooled a bit recently with the Disney Plus series and with some of the later movies, although Guardians of the Galaxy 3, I think, did very well. Um, some of those other movies have not really lit the world on fire. So uh, we may be reaching kind of the backslide of the Marvel kind of phenomenon. Um, you know, hopefully not. I, when Marvel movies are good, I, you know, it's some of my favorite entertainment. So I'd love to see them kind of take back off again. Um, 
But yeah. uh, so I guess we'll see what happens. I mean, 2026 feels like a long way away. Of course, we're going to turn around and it'll be here. But um, you know, we'll kind of we'll see what happens. But yeah, that's you're not going to you're not going to find a year that doesn't have competition uh, in and around it. So that's I think so you just got to take what you can get. Yeah, and like again, I don't think it's I don't think it's necessary. I mean, like you're going to get other films in a year. Like it's going to happen. So, yeah. um, and that's the thing. You're not really you you're only competing with the with the movie that's out around the same time. So right. yeah, it, it's whether it's where it falls in that you know in that order of you know where things are coming out exactly, and yeah. they have some somewhat some control over where they slot those films in. So they'd only either be shooting themselves in the foot, or you know um, I don't know just unfortunately landing in the same place as a as a Marvel or Star Wars movie. But sometimes that ha- you know I suspect they would schedule it so it's not on the same opening weekend. But um, but things- you know beyond that. <laughs> Um, it made six dollars this week this (laughs) (laughs) anyway uh justin thank you very much for chatting all of the news for that we've missed in the last i don't know how many weeks it's been it's been quite a few (laughs) since we last did this uh but yeah mate thanks for jumping on really appreciate it no problem my pleasure love it that's it for this installment of the full force news burst thank you to my awesome co-host justin bell see you next time and as always you know what to do one two three force that's it for this installment of the full force movie news burst don't forget to comment like and subscribe see you next time and as always full force Make sure you get involved with the discussion by liking, sharing and commenting on these videos and as always you can keep up with the show after listening by following on Twitter at The Full Force, liking the Facebook page facebook.com forward slash The Full Force and if you would like to contact the show you can message us on either of those platforms with feedback and questions. We also have a Patreon page so if you want to show your support for the show, see your name up in lights on these videos or enjoy exclusive bonus content then check out patreon.com forward slash the full force podcast or click on the link on any of the posts this podcast appears in full force